Hi everyone, my name is Ishan, and this is the Build Your Talent Stack podcast. I started my career feeling like I needed to fit in, and now I shape my own career opportunities. And together with the guests I feature on this podcast, we share how we challenge the status quo in how we learn, connect with an aligned tribe who gets us, and shape our own jobs. And in many cases, these are jobs that didn't exist before. Get ready to be inspired to explore creative ways to learn, future-proof your talent stack, and forge your own path in the future of work in a way that brings out your personality and your zone of genius. Hi everyone, it's Ishan here. Does the idea of building an influential personal brand to drive change scare you or excite you? What drives influential women to think big when it comes to making an impact? In this two-part series, I interviewed Michelle Redfern in part one to ask her how she found her voice as a leader and the turning points in her career that has led her to be recognized as one of Australia's most influential women. In today's episode, which is part two, Michelle shares how she sets lead indicators of success to track the impact that she's making. And she also shares her tips for anyone looking to make an even bigger impact. To find out more about Michelle, tune into the previous episode, or you can also visit Michelle's website in the show notes below. Keep listening to part two of my interview with Michelle Redfern. I wanted to share a funny story. So, Michelle, I think um, it was um, before we hit record um, and you were saying that you binge listened to my older episodes yes. and my immediate thought was to laugh. I'm going, oh, my goodness, my my voice, um, my brand voice and my style, everything from episode one to 50 is different yep. from 51 to where we are now, which will be in the 80s. But I wouldn't be where I am in episodes in the, in the 80s if I hadn't done the first 50. Oh, and so absolutely. It's, it's sometimes, you know, I've, I've seen in uh, uh, Facebook groups dedicated to podcasting where people go, what do I do about my really old content? Like, do I archive it? Do I leave it? And uh, I had the same um, thought and I thought, no, I'll leave it there just to have a bit of a laugh, to just... just so look where I started and look where I'm now. And hopefully if people can uh, re- relate to that change, that they will be inspired to do the same. So I leave everything there. But yeah, everything yep. will before episode 15. Oh, look, I, I, God, I could not agree with you more. I have just finished a conversation with five amazing women. And we've been talking about... Uh, so we've been working together for a couple of months and we'll continue to work together for another four months. They're in a, a group, a strategic mentoring program of mine, and they're learning new skills and behaviours and habits. And one of them said, oh, I just, you know, it's and um, no names, clearly, but she said, I, you know, I know what's going on and why hasn't it changed already? Words to that effect. I said, wow, give yourself a break. <laughs> you know, it takes time you know nobody jumped on a a bike when they were a kid and and you know rode it successfully for the first time or no one that I've ever met anyway no one picked up a violin and played it 
first off. And even and, and one of the other women said, yeah, but even the prodigies who did pick up a violin and play it, they have to practice and practice and practice. And we got into a conversation about a growth versus a fixed mindset. And I'm such a great fan of Professor Carol Dweck from Stanford University, and I use her work a lot in my work, which is when we're wanting, when we're wanting to learn new skills or behaviours or, or habits, you've got to, it's like a muscle. When you first start going to the gym and, and lifting weights, your muscles go, oh, my goodness gracious me, this is too heavy, I can't do this. Oh, well, I'll just give up and walk away because I can't do it. No, you keep persisting and persisting and persisting. And over time, you refine your technique, you increase your capacity, all that kind of stuff. And I'm the same with my blogs. Oh, I've got to say there's a couple of shockers that I have taken down, but um, usually ones that I've written when I've been outraged. But... Um, but the other thing that I really like about what you said there, Yashan, is you can then say, gee whiz, look where I've come from to where I am now and reward yourself, even if it's that intrinsic motivation to say, look how much I've developed. Look at these skills that I didn't have two years ago or three years ago or five years ago and I now have them. And how proud of myself am I for, for developing that? So. It's, it's, that is a terrific example of, of growth mindset and saying, you know what, we all learn and we continue to learn and it's a, it's a wonderful way to look at life and to be and to do. Well, one of the uh, – I have this um, thing, I don't know whether it's just me, but in the morning me and nighttime me are like the, uh, the angel and the de- demon. So um, positive mindset. Yep, when the sun's up, it's all there. When the sun sets, it's like all the demons come out going, mm-hmm. right, I'm going to ask you all these things. And one of the internal dialogues I have will is what markers do, do I set for myself to actually show that I have make, making an impact on the things that I you know, say that I'm passionate about? And I've been there chasing the, um, the metrics. So I, I know uh, with... Um, running a platform like blogging and uh, and podcasting, there is the platform related metrics. But then, if I think about uh, to transfer that to say, if my purpose is around uh, driving inclusion and storytelling and helping women um, in other ways, I'm curious to know how do you also think about what are some of the other ways to think about the markers that you set for your, uh, yourself to track the impact that you're making um, because sometimes we need to remind ourselves well actually well one thing to stay on track so you mm-hmm. don't just go on a tangent but then how do you also be kind to yourself and think a little bit more broadly about how do you define that impact that's another thing that I struggle with um, because I'm not um, you know fostering a community as such so I, you know, I have a platform, this podcast, and, and LinkedIn is like this extended family. So sometimes, um, you know, when we, when that opportunity came to pitch for the women in banking mm. and finance, making a tangible impact on diversity and inclusion, I was thinking, hang on a second, um, you you know very well in my nomination that um, this is where I'm at in in the uh, um, corporate hierarchy, if you like. What what are they looking for in my answer to to actually define that? And I, I have to admit um, that was quite challenging for me to own, mm. um, but I still I, I still did it anyway. But it got me thinking about 
um, how do you go about doing that for yourself as well so I can uh, hopefully avoid that <laughs> it's a, trap it's a really like, yeah yeah it's a, it's a great question and there are a couple of things that have taught me so so number one I'd say um, defining or, or being able to demonstrate tangible impact with diversity and inclusion that is that's get it, trying to, that's like trying to get a target by the tail because we all know how tricky um, both correlation and causation um, is around DNI but anyway that's a whole other a whole other um, subject so I was very fortunate to to spend quite a number of years as a as a judge and a panel judge, so doing finalist interviews for the Telstra Business Women's Awards. And people used to say to me, gee, why do you do that all the time? It must take a lot of time. And I said, because I learn. I learn so much from these mm. women and I'm clearly very inspired and it's another way for me to serve community and give back. But... I got just as much out of that process as, as I gave. And one of the things, one of the many things that I learned was how to measure success and how women, these very successful women, were able to, or funnily enough not able to, articulate the impact that they were having. Now some of it, for, for someone like me now who is a business owner, Yep, there are those metrics. You know, you can look at your, your finances, so revenue, profit, EBITDA, you know, that kind of stuff. But for me, um, and particularly in, in the, the context of, of guiding organisations around inclusion and diversity, I want to look at lead as well as lag indicators. So lag, yes. yep, we can we can look back and say, well, you know, we've got this many women in leadership and this is what our workplace gender equality report says this year and blah, blah, blah. Well, what about our lead indicators? What are the things that we can measure that we know will have an impact further down the track? And they are the building blocks to success. So that's the, so things things like that are how I what I also do to what I also build into my own evaluation process so there's two things that I do every year number one around the end of the year around Christmas time when I typically have a little bit of downtime I complete a lean canvas you know a, 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 the business model canvas plan on a page every single year and it is a great way for me to revisit um, review but also plan for the following year ahead about what my business is about and what impact I'm going to make and how. So because I, 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 I don't want to just measure what's happened. I want to I want to know is that going to tell me or inform me about what I need to do next, what's coming down the track. So that's one habit I got into and you know what's my unique value proposition? Who are my customers? What are my channels to market? What is the thing that I can do that nobody else can do? So for me, that's a very important part of both my business um, operating cadence as well as my personal and my professional one. Because I, I do need to fill up my own cup occasionally because this is the work I do. Um, one of the expressions I, I particularly resonate with is sometimes I know and Div, my, my best friend and business partner, we're only talking about it yesterday, we know that we're planting seeds for trees that we may never sit under. And that is, for, for, for those of us who are working on long-term, society-level, system-level change, 
how do you then say, well, what are my measures in the meantime, which is, which is your question. So every year I have this discipline of evaluating my business, where was it a year ago, where is it now, against a couple of different things, but also planning. What do I want to do next year? For impact, for me around those lead indicators, how many women am I going to interact with this year? What's my goal? And at the very start of when I was setting up my business, when I still had it as a side hustle, when I was still working for the NAB, I, I had a vision um, that, well, my goal was that I wanted to be global. I wanted to be able to impact gender equality and women on a global on a global level. Um, and you know, a couple of other practical things, I wanted to be able to work so that every day was a really good day for things that are adhered to my values Um, and and the third one was I wanted to be able to work anywhere in the world anytime for whomever I wanted with just one device so and I'm your listeners can't hear I'm holding up my iPhone so my goal was I needed to be able to work on my iPhone and that would be my business so my business is in my iPhone Um, now I kind of lost sight of that with the busyness of a new business for probably about 12 or 18 months and then I got out my lean canvas and from that first and my little journal um, where I set my, my big words for the year because that's another part of my process which I'll talk about. And I looked and I went, I've done none of the things that I said mm. I was going to do. So I did give myself a little bit of a, you know, a bit of a pep talk and said, right, so what's happening about the global what's happening about the impact you want to have and so I started to get much more disciplined and plan I thought well how am what am I going to do awards processes I knew were a critical enabler or a critical strategy around building um, my credibility Um, not awards for the sake of having a trophy cabinet full of awards uh, because that's just more dusting to do but um, awards are a way to indicate to your peers and potential clients and the women I want to be able to impact that my that my peers have have said this is someone who's 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 got cred but then it also what what that process does for me is and particularly in terms of of forecasting what impact I'm going to have I went all right Michelle so you want to have a global impact what are you what have you done about that so I started to have vulnerable courageous conversations with alliance partners in the US um, with um, other other entrepreneurs and certainly um, with women and men around the globe to say here's who I am I want to be part of this and I want to do some stuff with you so I um, that that kind of happened I'm rambling a bit now but essentially I set myself some very good lead not lag targets how many awards will I enter every year and awards processes how many women will I work with this year how many and how will I do that and it's really as simple as that and frankly how many clients am I prepared to work with this year because I don't I don't want a stable full of clients and a a suite of people working for me because I want people to have me and my 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 expertise I want my clients to work with me um so that's that's how I measure by setting a target if that makes sense the lead the lead indicators it's a very long way I should have just said I do lead indicators you shan't <laughs> but I've given you a very long no. explanation as to why yeah 
No, I really like that because, I mean, we all know intuitively we need them, but they are so hard. Even in the business world, it's yep. not a straightforward process to do that. Um, and certainly not for uh, where the business where you, that you own. So what I like about that is the interactions. And I probably, if I think back to what I, uh, the equivalent of that for myself, I think I, uh, what I take from that is I need to uh, consider what kind of interactions I want to have and, and the different layers of that. So I like how you said, you know, clients mm. that you work with, which in my case is less of a primary goal because um, uh, my goal is um, more from a, uh, less business and more um, sharing ideas and connecting people to ideas. I've got to think of that for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for that. And uh, and I am looking forward to your podcast because um, the podcast itself will, um, you know, give you a different perspective about how much reach um, you you might, uh, you know, be it's is you know possible for mm. you which you wouldn't otherwise be able to achieve through other means uh, other platforms there's there's intent and one of my my personal processes is at the beginning of each year is i set myself my guiding words for the year and because i'm a really rubbish goal setter um which is kind of a bit contradictory to what i've just said before but on a personal level i'm i don't know whether it's the rebel in me or the you know oh i don't know what it is but anyway i'm a bit rubbish um but what i do is i set myself some intentional words and you know and, and at the start of of running my business one of my words was global um and one of them was intentional actually um and those words then help me get very, very clear about what I will do and what I won't do. So I have an I don't mm. list as well. Um, yes. So, you know, I, I... So liberating, isn't it? Uh, it is. And I wish I'd figured out this I don't list years ago because it is liberating. So, you know, there are things I don't do. I, I don't work at night. So I, I don't work after 7pm at night. I don't work on the weekends because I spend an awful lot of time you know really from 4am through to 6pm every day I'm pretty much available for 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 all of my clients but my my wife you know my family my friends and me I need the rest of that time so that I can be in 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 tip-top shape you know and so I don't do a whole lot of things um so that being intentional those words and that pr- the process that I do, which is also linked to my business, um, it's a very, very deliberate part of my own operating cadence, my, my yearly ritual, whatever you – I don't mind what words people use, but it's a very deliberate part of the way I stay on track. And, and I guess in, in, you know, in, in a lot of ways that's, that's me um, saying, well, you know, what, what impact will I have? My, my impact can only be enabled by me following these processes. So it's, it's a little bit circular, but um, yeah, but I'm very disciplined about it. Yeah, well, we, we are um, approaching the, uh, the end of the year um, where it's time for that ritual to begin again. And I, I do a little bit of that. I think for me, I started in December and then I... I make sure I uh, come out of January <laughs> with with that view. And one of the um, things that I'm heading into, I know it's going to come up when I do this process uh, of an annual review for myself, is 
what is my next stretch goal? Um, so if I separate career uh, stretch goals to um, to this, you know, podcast related stretch goals, um, you know, I'm I'm into two years of doing. Uh, I mean, I've experimented with a little bit of different formats, but essentially it is quite similar. Mm. So um, so we have reached a, a high number of countries. We're tracking at about um, uh, fifty, which is just blows my mind. That's phenomenal. Um, well but done. I know, but I know I need to think bigger. So I need to think beyond um, just you know the podcast metrics. Um, and I guess what I'm um, inviting you to challenge me on is uh, what are some of the other things I might need to think about if. I want to drive more influence on the topic that I care about. Mm, okay. I I can't argue with your process because clearly our processes are, are fairly similar, so I'd be arguing with myself. One of the, the things that I found useful, my, my sister has this amazing best friend called Kelly and my sister is in Perth and we're here in Melbourne. Kelly's also in Melbourne and I kind of... Um, I seconded her as my best friend for a little while. Now, Kelly, the reason I'm telling this story is because, pardon me, Kelly was uh, pivotal in in two things um, at the start of my my entrepreneur journey. The first one was she, she recommended that I read a book called Playing Big by Tara Moore. And this is about five or six years ago, I think. And I asked her why she, I, she thought I should read that book. And, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was words to the effect of, because you need to, and I can see that you need to, and I don't think you realise that you need to. And the book is a very easy read. And, um, you know, funnily enough, I loaned it to someone and I haven't got it back, which is irritating. But um, it's a book that I quite often recommend to to women who are at some kind of evaluation point whether it's crossroads or you know what's next or with you what's my next stretch goal and I say this might be worth um, reading for you to understand how you can elevate your thinking and your voice for yourself first and what I'd realized that I'd been doing was thinking small and playing small and this book helped me. And then another, the, the second part of this story is when Kelly and I happened to be having a Friday lunch one day where a couple of glasses of rosé might have been involved. And I was a bit, I was irritated. I'm, I, some people say I'm perpetually irritated or outraged about gender inequity and the lack of support for women and, and a whole bunch of stuff. And she, and she just said, well, all right, well, what are you going to do about it? And I said, oh, I don't know. I just, I just want to hang about, you know, I really want to have good conversations with women who get it. And I thought, oh, that's a good that's a good name. And so I started my Women Who Get It Facebook group, which now has over four thousand members, and is and has been a beautiful learning experience for me over the last five years. So Kelly helped me start thinking a bit big. Now, if I had started that Facebook group with the goal of four thousand members, I would have just laughed at myself and went, oh, how ridiculous! And the numbers are one thing, but I think it's my, it was my mindset that, oh, it's a bit like when we're talking about our first blog, our first podcast. I started this group for one purpose, but that purpose evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved. And 
where it's evolved to now is that I've now got a separate or two separate digital platforms for women around the world that are around getting more women into leadership. So what's my answer to you, Yushan? My answer is read the book, <laughs> but also understand where, you might, where and why you might be unconsciously or subconsciously dialing down your dream or dialing down your ambition or dialing down your aspiration for your podcast or for yourself or whatever it may be. And I, I think I'm just scared of, I was scared of success. You know, I, I couldn't even begin to dream about, you know, and honestly, five years ago, if someone said you'd be an AFR 100 Women of Influence, I, I would have scoffed and said, no, that's not me. That's what, what would I have done? You know, what would I have possibly have done to deserve that? Um, but I did, it, it, you know, there was a couple of those things just started unlocking the ability to think bigger, dream bigger. And, and I keep coming back to that, my globe, my word global is quite often front of mind for me. I want to have global impact. I want to, I want to help change the face of the world for women, all women. I want a gender equal world. But even on a slightly different but no less hairy um, scale, I am, a, I am determined to be the Chief Commissioner of the AFL. And I used to have that little dream tightly held to myself um, until I started, for, for the same reason, started telling people, this is my dream. I want to be a football director. Guess what? I became one. Then I became another one. I want to get onto an AFL board. I want to get onto the AFL commission and I want to be the chief commissioner. Now, I don't want it because of the title and the grandeur and all that kind of stuff. I want it because I know I can make an impact to that game and to Australia mm. and to, for women and men because of what I can bring. And when I started talking about that to people, suddenly doors open, opportunities um, arise, people want to help you. And I, I can't remember who told me this, but years ago, whoever it was said to me, Michelle, it's really hard to resist a person who is passionate and engaged and driven about what they care about. Really hard to resist mm. them. So mm. I haven't, I've given you no real useful advice there other than, again, my own kind of process and, and the pathway that I've been on. But allow yourself to have a bit of a dream and catch that really big one that you know you think oh I couldn't possibly dream that yeah I could yeah I could so what would what would my dream be in if I was in your seat right now and I will do it is to interview Julia Gillard interview Julia Gillard totally oh, funnily enough hot I've got a list of my, um, you know, impossible list of mm -hmm. guests. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Julia wasn't um, oh, even in the consideration set. I was thinking um, Holly Ransom. I think <gasps> Holly is She's awesome. She is. She is an extraordinary woman. I, I, it just yeah. and makes me feel ancient, um, particularly when she all of her accomplishments. But yeah, and, and look, honestly, I again, I just don't think people can. I know that I can't resist a passionate, engaged, driven person about their cause. So I, you know, put it this way, I couldn't wait to come on this podcast with you, not that I'm Julia Gillard or Holly Ransom, but, you know, it's, <laughs> it's so clear about what you bring and what you're trying to do and it's, and it's unique and it's unique to you. So, you know, if, if it's about a guest list... 
Uh, for me, I think um, sometimes listing names is I get a little bit lost in a rabbit hole. So I think, um, but one vision that is clear to me is um, moderating a, a large event, and therefore I might be surprised with the people that I meet. It, it may be, you know, not uh, uh, Julia or Holly, but it could be this another amazing panel that I wouldn't. Even, it blows my mind. So I try to get less attached to who's in the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm uh, the other reason why I'm uh, working on my craft of interviewing is because I'm working towards that vision of, of asking the questions that I wish was being asked in these large conferences yep. about future of work. Um, so, so that's one. And, um, and get this book out. This morning I, um, I, I dusted off my manuscript again and took out the pen and write, okay, I'm not going to... Good on you. Um, let this book go. And I suppose it's, again, if you're doing something to be in service to others, if it's really aligned to your passions, yes, there'll be hard work and a bit of a slog, but it'll happen. You know, I'm a great believer in if it's too hard, it's not meant to be. Oh, actually, no, that came out wrong. Um, if I have to think hard, yes. There's a really banal example I'll give here, which is, When I was first on Instagram and and with my business account, I thought, all right, I've got to have a very curated feed and it's got to look beautiful and what have you. And I thought, God, this is a lot of effort. Um, And, you know, frankly, not a lot of likes or engagement. And then I went, oh, honestly, this is too hard. I just want to post stuff I care about. I just want to wrap it on about, you know, one day it'll be cats, the next it'll be rosé, then it'll be gender equity and blah, 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 blah. I just want this to really be a very casual, visual expression of me. And when I stopped worrying about how many likes I'm getting and how many followers, and and I, in fact, I don't even know how many I've got now because I simply use it as a vehicle to to connect with and demonstrate again to 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 women um, that I kind of get them because I am one of them, but I've got some experiences and I, I don't know. It just became a more joyful, easy experience. Yeah, it's the flow versus friction. I think that's a better way of, of describing, not not too hard. But when you're in flow, you know, it's like those days when you have doing the stuff that you love the most, the day flies. Whereas the days where you're going, oh, my God, I've got to do my tax. This day could not go any slower, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever. Um, yeah, flow versus friction. Where are you in flow? Who Who are you in service of? And I think, you know, the, the, the words will fly onto the page or the podcast interviewees will be lining up for you. I don't know. That, that That's my belief. Fantastic, Michelle. Now, where can people connect with you online? Everywhere. Uh, so LinkedIn, Michelle Redfern. Um, Advance with Michelle on Instagram. Advancing Women in Biz and Sport on Facebook. And Redfern Michelle on Twitter. Um, and that's all. I don't have any other platforms, uh, as in I'm not on any other social media. I can't do any more. I'm a sneaky user of TikTok, though. Not an, I don't add, just watch. Um, I love it. Um, I also have two terrific communities of which you're a member. Um, one is A Career That Soars on Mighty Network. So you can just Google A Career That Soars. And everything's in my LinkedIn profile or on my website. And the other one is Culturally Diverse Women. My website is michelleredfern.com. So I'm, I'm kind of ubiquitous. I'm around everywhere. You know, just Google Michelle Redfern and I'll 
pop up in your soup somewhere. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Michelle. I've really enjoyed this chat today. Likewise. And, uh, you're, you're teaching me a lot and I'm still going, I've just ordered all my equipment, my new my new microphone and, and, um, and uh, headphones. So thank you for your advice. <laughs> well, I look forward to your podcast launch. Take care, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. That's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would leave a review on iTunes and let me know if this has helped you in any way in shaping your career goals. I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn and Instagram. You can find me at Build Your Talent Stack.